Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Okay, guys, so first of all, I want to say um, Colin's not going to be joining us today. I'm sorry for no episode Friday or Saturday. I told you I was going to be very busy, and I was just upset with myself that I couldn't get an episode in yesterday or Friday and it just it just wasn't gonna happen like I shouldn't be upset because it just there was not time to do a podcast I'm sorry and I'm squeezing this one in today in the little time I have as well so you know I told you guys it was gonna be busy but hopefully we can get back to like a daily schedule again this upcoming week we should get uh, more episodes in so I'm sorry for that uh but in today's episode we're going to be um the big picture here is we're going to be talking about I basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to be the GM for the Arizona Cardinals and I'm going to do I'm going to do this whole offseason my way. So who I wanted my head coach, I'm going to do everything. My head coach, free agency, the draft, everything cuz the Cardinals have had like a huge offseason. Here's what I would do if I were them, starting at the very beginning. And then we're going to pry rant on the Celtics because last night's game was horrendous, but I'm not going to start with the rant until we get over with this uh, Arizona Cardinals um, talk here because they, they're they a mess right now. But first of all, it's my way now. I'm the, Ari- I'm the GM of the Arizona Cardinals, and I know our team is horrible. We are horrible, but we own the number one overall pick. We're coming off a season where our pass rush was pretty good and our secondary was solid, but, you know, kind of Buda Baker, Patrick Peterson, but Peterson's getting up there in age. Our offense, though, has Josh Rosen did not have a very good year, but he had no protection, barely any weapons, and a washed-up running back. So... First, I'm going to start off with head coach. We're not signing Cliff Kingsbury. Instead, we are going to sign Matt LaFleur. LaFleur. Um, Matt LaFleur. I don't know how you want to say it, but he was originally signed with the Green Bay Packers as their head coach. But he's our head coach. He's an offensive-minded head coach. And the reason I'm doing this is because I want Josh Rosen to succeed. And I want to help him. And I don't think Cliff Kingsbury, the guy, I don't like Cliff Kingsbury. I'm sorry. The last coach he had was not good. Now we're getting him Matt LaFleur, a very good offensive mind. Um, and he's going to help Josh Rosen out a lot. Um, our defensive coordinator is Vance Joseph. I'm still okay with that. Um because I think he's a good defensive mind with the Broncos, just lackluster offense. So he's going to be um, the defensive coordinator. And I'm okay with Tom Clements as the passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. That's fine. Okay, all of that. Uh, But Clint Kingsbury, no, I'm not okay with that. I hated that move. Uh, We're still signing Larry Fitzgerald to that one-year deal because we got to stay loyal to the boy Larry. Um... Okay, so then the first move we made was February 7th. We signed um, cornerback Robert Alford to a three-year deal. Um, I want to narrow this down to a two-year deal. I'm going to give him a little more um, money um, than per year, which um, his contract was 
a three-year, $22.5 million deal in base salary. So instead, we're going to narrow that down. That's about a little over seven mil a year. I'm going to give him a two-year deal worth just under $17 million. He's going to get more in the next two years, but for one last year. And the reason is, I'm pretty sure Alford's coming off an injury, if I recall correctly, right? So I don't want this guy here, you know, too long-term if he's going to be hurt. I can do the two years, but I'm not doing the three. So I'll give him a little more money, same amount guaranteed, which is 13.5. I'll, you know, guarantee the same percent, but... I'm not giving them the three years. Instead, I'm going to give him the two. And he'll probably sign more money for less years. But it works out for both sides. Um, I'm okay with signing Brooks Reed. That's not a huge one. Charles Clay, that's fine. You know, some of these little ones. Um, Terrell Suggs. This is one that I didn't like at the beginning. But as I thought it through, it's a good move that I stick by. And the reason is it's a one-year deal. Terrell Suggs, yeah, is he going to help our pass rush? Yeah, and we are already good, but that's not the point. I'm not really looking to win games next year, but we're a business and we need to make money and fill up the crowd with fans. So Terrell Suggs is a name that might bring in a few more fans than usual. And right now we don't have a lot to cheer about in Arizona or a lot of players yeah, we're kind of tanking, but getting Terrell Suggs in might help our sales. And who knows, maybe he's a nice veteran locker room guy that can teach our pass rushers a thing or two. Like, I think that's a pretty good signing for a one-year deal, pretty cheap. I'm okay with it because, again, it's going to fill up the crowd. He'll be a good locker room guy, good leader. Because we seem to be, you know, maybe Patrick Peterson too, but he could also teach the young linebackers, pass rushers a thing or two. Uh, we signed Jordan Hicks to a four-year contract. No, 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 this is saving us money. Listen, I feel like we're signing a lot of linebackers here. Obviously, a lot on one-year deals. Just I, we, we, I, no, I don't really want Jordan Hicks. Really, it was a, it was a four-year, thirty-six million dollar deal, which isn't bad. But I want to spend some of that money on offense and really build around Josh Rosen. We need to save some money, and I just think, you know what, we're we'll be fine. I feel like overall we're good and defensively, we've done our share getting Suggs and Al Alford. We need to build up offense. So Jordan Hicks for John Brown. Uh, John Brown's probably a little bit more value. Uh, one less year, and yeah, that'll help. Uh, Max Garcia, sure, he can come. Um, and that's it for free agency. Um, so there isn't a lot that they really did wrong. Um I want to look into the offensive line, though, for a second. So, at offensive linemen, where we are very lackluster, we are going to go after Matt Paredes. And you're probably sitting here saying, why? Well, the reason we're going to do this is because 
Brady's is 29, pretty experienced, but we want to protect Josh Rosen and make him succeed as much as possible. I am willing to go out there and pay veteran players on short-term contracts if it's going to help Josh Rosen's development and avoid an injury. And I think Matt Paredes could do that. He signed a three-year, $29 million deal with the Panthers. He's going to come here on a two-year, $21 million deal. Uh, 22, actually. And the reason being is Paredes is probably going to want something as long-term as possible because he's 29. But we come here giving him more money per year, kind of like what we did with uh, John Brown, right? No, 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 not John Brown. Uh, Let me look. Kind of like we did with... um, uh, Robert Alford, and it's tough because now I don't want to spend all the cap space, but we still have a little bit, and I just want to make sure I can protect him. So we turned basically, got a little more offense than the Cardinals really did in real life. Um, so that's what I do in free agency. Now this leaves um, us with um, one last thing to do, which is the draft. Now we have the first overall pick. I'm keeping Josh Rosen, and I'll never, ever say he's worth a third-round pick. I'm keeping Josh Rosen. If I get a good offer for Rosen, I'll take it. I'm open to hear offers for really any player on the roster, even the first overall pick. I'm willing to hear offers, but I want to use that first overall pick and get a defensive player. Listen, I'd rather get an offensive player, but... I'm looking here and saying it goes down for me to Quinnen Williams and Nick Bosa, someone who would really complete our pass rush. Quinnen Williams would fill more of a need for us, which is our inside pass rush. We have guys on the outside like Chandler Jones and Terrell Suggs. But, you know, they're getting a little up there in age. So for me, it goes down to Quinnen Williams and Nick Bosa. Bosa's the better player, but he's more injury prone. Williams, Bosa, outside... Here's the thing, Bosa. Better is a pro. A con is he's more injury on the Williams. A pro for Williams is he fills more of a need, less injury prone than Bosa. But a con to Williams is he's worse than Bosa. Bosa has upside to be one of the best pass rushers in the league. And for me, we go with Nick Bosa. I've I flip back and forth on this. I'm not even going to lie. Sometimes I say Quinn and Williams. No, no, no. Now we are going to go with Nick Bosa. Because now we get Suggs and Bosa. And Bosa is someone... Our outside pass rush is going to be dominant. And I look at Bosa and say, there's just more upside there. And he's someone who could really fill the... uh, the, the the stands for us with fans, kind of like the Terrell Sugg signing in a way, because Quinn and Williams is going to do that less uh, for us. So we're kind of just completing our defense here. We have a solid secondary, especially now with Robert Alford, and our pass rush is probably top five in the league, because last year I believe they were top five or top ten. You add Terrell Suggs and Nick Bosa, you're probably top five, if not top six, top seven. Unfortunately, though, for our offense, it's still lackluster. We really don't have a great running back. I think David Johnson is just washed up and kind of an injury waiting to happen. We have our franchise quarterback, or at least we're hoping we can do that. But listen, the time's ticking. If he fails this year, next year could be the last time willing to wait on Josh Rosen. Because there's still a risk in keeping Josh Rosen is the fact that what's his value? 
if his value maybe is a second rounder now, you know, in early, in mid-second rounder now, and he fails next year, what's his value going to be then? So, there's a risk, but it's a risk I'm willing to take, especially with Matt LaFleur and getting John Brown, getting Matt Paredes, and we're going to try to make a few traits here as well. So, uh, and in the draft, we kind of uh, target some running backs mid in the rounds, in the mid-rounds. We target a wide receiver in the second round. Uh, we target a tight end in the fourth round. We target some off uh, the offensive line. You know, we're trying to invest mostly in the offense. But you know, you guys don't want to sit here and listen to all these scrubs that I take in like the sixth round. So I'm just going with the first overall pick. Nick Bosa is who we're going to take. So now we're going to try to do some trades. So first, we're going to try to deal Patrick Peterson. Now it's known back in 2018, Patrick Peterson wanted outs of Arizona right before the trade deadline. And now he is 28 years old, and people look at his stats and say, what, he had two interceptions last year. But that's a good thing. Teams don't throw to Patrick Peterson. He's a lockdown corner. Um, he does not kind of rack up interceptions because teams try not to throw to him. He's still one of the better corners in the league. But here, him and a seventh-round pick are going to go to with the Atlanta Falcons for the Falcons' 45th pick in the draft. Now, you're probably sitting here, maybe you think that's too high, too low of a value, but I think ballpark, that's a pretty good trade. You get the 45th pick in the draft and a chance to invest in maybe, who knows what you want. Maybe you see some good cornerback there, something, but Peterson's 28. He sells good value. And sure, a seventh, maybe you think that's a little low. They probably should have dealt him last year. When his value is maybe a late first round pick, early second. His value's dipped a little as he gets a little older. I think he's scheduled to become a free agent next offseason. So one year of Patrick Peterson, it's worth it for the Falcons. They're going to give up their second round pick and get a seventh in Patrick Peterson, especially without Robert Alford. Their secondary struggled last year a lot. Uh, I think the Falcons could potentially make a, a, a run in the playoffs because they have such a good, high-powered offense. And their defense, their pass rush is okay, but their secondary really struggled last year. And Robert Alford was missing. So you get Patrick Peterson. That could be big for them. Uh, you know, They're going to face Michael Thomas twice a year uh, and guys of that caliber. So they're, you know, that's a good trade both sides, I think. So now it's trying to deal David Johnson, who's on a ginormous contract. Um, so this should be fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, David Johnson's value, not a massive contract. It was like a three, he got like a three-year, $30, $39 million extension. Personally, he's still pretty good. He almost cracked 1,000 yards last season with seven touchdowns on the Arizona Cardinals. His value is probably a third, fourth round pick, though. He is 27, he's dealt with injuries, and he's a running back. And he's probably not exactly worth all of his money. So his value is probably a third, fourth round pick for a team with some salary cap space that wants a player like David Johnson. 
Uh, I'm not sure where this is. Maybe a team like the Colts. Maybe the Lions if they still have some spare cap space. But some some team like that. If I'm the Colts, so I don't do that. I want to save my salary cap and not spend it on a foolish thing like David Johnson. I'm not really sure if anyone tries to pull off a trade. But if I can pull off a trade for like a third, fourth round pick this year or next year, I'll take it. Uh, really will. I just want to free up some cap space and try to draft a running back and give them a chance. And I want to try to get, uh, like, two young running backs. Uh, you know, maybe try to get in for, like, a Bryce Love, who's good, but he's going to go, like, the seventh round, possibly. We gave up our seventh round pick. But, uh, I mean, that's just kind of, like, an insight. Like, obviously, was this specific? No. You guys probably don't want to hear, like, too specific. And I, you know, as I said, I'm trying to fit this in a tight uh, window here, and it's, it's a lot of research kind of go into it. So it's just like a brief thing, uh, not like in in too in depth. Um, but you know that's fine. But um, now getting to the uh, Boston Celtics, um, coming. <sighs> Now we're going to get to, I can't even say, I can't even say, this team's a disgrace, the the, the, Boston, the Boston Celtics. We're going to get to their game last night uh, coming up right now. So first, before I rant on the Celtics, there were some good parts about last night, but it, it was just the way he ended things. I, I just don't want to talk about it, okay? But... Uh, Last night, the good, the good that I took out of last night was, I looked at your stats last night. Kyrie had another good night. Jalen Brown was magnificent. And people have been saying the past few days, like, Jalen Brown was playing really good. Like, in the, the California game, in, like, the Sacramento, like, game, like, he's been playing good. But then the past few games, he struggled offensively. And I said, whoa, whoa, yeah, so already Starting lineup, I told you guys that I feel like the reason Jalen Brown's on the starting lineup before, like a week ago, was the fact that the guys don't like him. It wouldn't go down well with the team. But then he struggled the past few games, and I said, hold up. He just probably went on a hot streak. Now he's coming back down to earth. No, last night he picked things up again. I thought he was struggling the past few games, personally. Like, he was really good, and then the past few games he cooled things down, and now he's hot again. 30 minutes, 29 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Last night, Terry Rozier was okay for you off the bench. Yabaselli did 18 minutes and didn't even score. Tice, Ojale, they kind of struggled. Tatum was all right last night. Morris was solid. He's been good on the boards, but his scoring's been super inconsistent, and I'm not sure if he should be starting or not. I don't think he should. There's no real logical reason to think, but, you know, again, he's he's kind of, you know, I feel like he's done a little better than people have said. Robert Williams finally played. I love Robert Williams. Such a defensive, athletic beast. And he finally played. He should have played in that 76ers game, but he didn't. And it, who knows? Maybe he cost you that game. Um, but yeah, Marcus Smart struggled. Uh, but overall, then I look at the Hornets and you, Miles Bridges scored 20 on you. Marvin Williams, 13 points. Kemba scored 36, had 11 rebounds, 9 assists. Kemba had 11 rebounds. And the most on his team, Kemba Walker, had 11 rebounds. You let Dwayne Bacon, who played 31 minutes, and had 11 points, so that's fine, you know, 31 minutes. Uh, Jeremy Lamb, you did a good job on him, but he had eight rebounds. So the rebounds have been so lackluster, and I don't get why. 
I know we play kind of small ball. We play Marcus Morris at the four, but he goes out and grabs a sh- I want to see more rebounds from Al Horford. Al Horford's kind of remind me more and more of a stretch five who plays good inside defense every single day. Like he can score inside, but he just can't rebound. I just don't get it. Um, so I think he did a good job limiting Jeremy Lamb's minutes, but then that opened things up for guys like Miles Bridges. Walker's just amazing last night. Malik Monk only played 17 minutes, but still scored 13 points on you. So, you know, just a few things. Miles Bridges, you let him score 20. But last night from the field, you've been out shooting teams these past few games. Shoot 47% from the field, they shot 44. You shot 44% from three, they shot 47. So it shows how abysmal they were, not from three. That You talk now one more three, but they were good from three. They were making their threes last night, I won't lie. And I didn't really catch the beginning of the game, which is where we were good. I saw the Hornets go on like a 30-5 to run at the end of the game and take that lead from you. You only got to the free throw line 15 times and made 10. This team, I told you, the rebounding scares me. The amount of times we go to the free throw line really scares me. And how much we depend on our three-pointers. Three-pointers. Things scare me about this team, and it's the fact that we're only getting to the free throw line 18 to 15, 14 times a game. And it's it's horrible. Um, total rebounds. You got out-rebounded by 11. Kemba Walker's 11 rebounds were really the difference. You let them score 46 points in the paint. You had 38, but they weren't very efficient from inside. Um, so, again, the big thing that stands out to me last night was the fact that you only shot 15 free throws, and they were knocking down their threes and the rebounds. But overall, you look at last night and say, how can you be so mad about it? You know, yeah, sure, you let Miles Bridges, but it happens. It's not like, oh, yeah, sure, they only have the free throw in 15 times, but they've done it all season, and there's nothing really that stands out too bad to you. But it's the fact that you got outscored 35-19 to in the last quarter. It's the fact that we are now... Two games under 500 on the road, and we are currently the five seed, scares me a lot. And that's why we needed that three seed. Needed it, because we needed to be home that first round against the Nets of the Pistons and then have a second round matchup with Toronto and not Milwaukee. And it's gone. We're not, it's not going to happen. We might not even get the four seed. I think we need the four seed. Now that the three seed's out of sight, we have to focus on the four seed, and we might not get it. Because we can beat the Pacers if we get the four seed. I it's a lot. Like I really do truly think we should. will I won't worry about round one if we're the four seed. But I have a little bit of worries if we're the five seed because we struggled so much on the road. But last night, you get outscored thirty-five to nineteen. I think I heard that they went on what the Hornets might have gone on like a thirty to five run. Um. What I I saw that somewhere that they actually went on a thirty to five run. Can't find it now, but I'm pretty sure that was, it was something around that. You got I scored thirty five to nineteen, and that beginning of the fourth quarter wasn't horrible because I watched it. The third quarter wasn't bad. You had scored in thirty four to twenty six. Your, your first quarter wasn't bad. Your second quarter was. Your defense wasn't great, but you scored the ball fine last night. Your defense was horrible, especially on the perimeter. 
Your inside defense wasn't horrible, but your perimeter defense was... It had issues. It did. It, it had its problems last night. And this game isn't getting enough attention from Boston fans. I really haven't heard anyone talking about this. That we just lost 117-124 to the Charlotte Hornets. And got outscored... Uh, 16 points in the last quarter, but they went on a run later in the fourth quarter. The beginning of the fourth quarter was not bad. Those first few minutes weren't bad. And then they just tore you apart. And I I, I couldn't believe we lost that game. It happened like this. Snap of a finger. All of a sudden, we, were, we lost. We had the lead the whole time I was watching. That second half. We basically had the lead the whole time. And then all of a sudden, snap of a finger... We lose. We just blew it at the end. And Kyrie Irving has been this whole season sitting over here saying, I'm not worried about the regular season. I'm, I don't know. The regular season doesn't matter. It's the playoffs. Well, you better show up playoff time. You better. I expect you to show up playoff time. But then there's things that lead me to believe he's just saying this to us after a loss. Whoa. I'm just worried about the playoffs. Then how come back in Orlando, that game where Gordon Hayward took the last shot and you guys lost, why'd you care so much? Why'd you care that Gordon Hayward didn't give you the ball to take that shot? Why'd you care? Why are you throwing teammates under the bus on bad losses? I thought you didn't care. So it proves to me that he does care. And this is just some excuse. Because he throws teammates under the bus. He's yelling at teammates for taking the last shot in the game that I thought didn't matter. But apparently it does. To me. And you know what? If they show up playoff time and are able to make a run in the playoffs and, you know, maybe make it to the Eastern Conference Finals six, seven games or make it to the NBA Finals and we lose to the Warriors, then you know what? I'll say, Kyrie, for the most part, you proved me wrong. I'm still going to hold some of that media stuff against you or you, oh, some of that stuff where you're yelling at teammates because apparently you do care. I really feel that from some of the stuff that you've done on court. But you know what, if you make a deep run in the playoffs, I'll for the most part forgive you. I'll still bring the part up that, yeah, all these things, but you know what, if you prove me wrong in the playoffs, I guess you prove me wrong. But <sighs> last night's loss was horrendous. And he's just going to keep saying it. Well, I, I don't care. It's fine. I'm just focused on the playoffs. If you better show up come playoff time, because if you don't... <sighs> It's clear, if you don't, it's clear that your team probably did care about the regular season. And that, you know, things weren't just going to change for the playoffs. And if we're first-round exits, even if we are, you know, we're the five seed, we beat the Pacers in six games in the series, like, we won, but eh. And then we go to the Bucks and lose in five? Well, then, yeah, I'm prove, you know, my part that, yeah, this was kind of an excuse. And that this team is a complete failure. And it's crazy to think that we were favorites to win the East. Kyrie said he's gone to be in Boston forever. It looked like we were in a one of the best positions in the league. We were a top five team at the moment. And we had a very bright future ahead of us. And now all of a sudden, it sounds like we're going to be second round exits. Kyrie's going to leave. Um, the young guys aren't, you know, no one's getting along. Oh, things went from great to very bad and disappointing. And I want to see things turn around. And I told you, I told you 
that, did I not, for all those optimistic Celtics fans, we're turning things around. No, I told you, give him a few more games. Did I not say that? After the King uh, Hawks game, after the Hawks game, people were sitting here and saying, we're fine. We're turning the corner. And I said, no, 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 give it a few more games. We lose to the Nuggets. I hear a million excuses about how it's Isaiah Thomas night, all this nonsense that I don't want to hear. Uh, and then the Sixers game, which personally, that one bothered me because we can't get the three seed. But I was still like, okay, we're still in an okay spot. Because if you looked at it, we were in Philadelphia. Um, trying not to make excuses here, but... You know, the, the part that it took an Aaron Baines injury, a Marcus Smart ejection, the fact that you were at home and had 43 free throws to 16, which, again, shows how soft you are, but also the refs were not great in that game. And a game-winning shot, basically, by Jimmy Butler to win that game. I still looked at it that way, but at the same time, so, you know, it took a lot of things for the Sixers to barely edge you out. I still think that was a big game because not only for the three seed, but the Sixers now feel you can, we can beat them. I still think you own them. But then last night's game was the one that really bothers me. Because the Nuggets when I was like, all right, uh, maybe I'm ripping on them a little too hard. And the Sixers, a little the same. But the Sixers are so big one that you got to win. But last night's the one that really has to concern you as a Celtics fan. Tonight, we have a game against the Spurs. We, we just have to win. It's simple. Uh, we, we, I think we have to actually um, <clears throat> want to really show up and play and kind of treat this like a playoff game. The reason being is we are a game behind the Pacers right there. They are have lost four in a row. We can easily take fourth place and make sure we feel comfortable that first round. And we just need to do this to, you know, make sure of ourselves that we're, you know, all right. I think we just have to treat this game pretty, you know, fairly. Because I do think this game's important. Even if it's against the Spurs, who are in the West, and I was like, the seventh seed or something. I think we just have to treat this game kind of like so a playoff game, so that way we can, all right, we're not on a four-game losing streak. It was just a little, you know, a few fluky games, and especially last the Charlotte game, that was a fluke. Um, you know, the fan base can give us a little more trust, and we gain trust and confidence, and we can go get that fourth seed from the Pacers, which I think might not be a huge deal, but I just don't want to see this team go on the road, especially in the first round. Just get that first round at least, because you're not going to get it in the second round. But in the first round at least, just make sure you get that home court advantage. Just make sure you beat the Pacers. Because I want Kyrie to stay. And if we lose the first round to the Pacers, I can guarantee you he's probably going to leave. Kyrie, I said it, is a moody guy. How does he feel at the moment? If he's coming off a, a good win where his teammates played good... He's going to feel happy, but if he's coming off a game where you know, maybe he didn't play great and the team really didn't at all, he's not going to feel happy. So if he, you know, if you can go to the Eastern Conference Finals and maybe, let's say it's the Raptors, give them like a six, seven game series, or maybe if you go to the NBA Finals, maybe Kyrie's like, oh, this is, you know, we're turning the corner. All right, I'll stay. But if you're a first, second round exit 
and things aren't that great and you're still not really getting along with the young guys, he's going to leave. So that's my take on the, the Celtics. And, you know, maybe you disagree with some of that. Again, the Anchor Mobile app. I have to tell you, I wish I said this at the beginning of the episode because I don't know. If, you, if you've made it this far in the episode, thank you. I expect you guys to listen to the whole thing. But um, it's so it's easy. Just get the Anchor Mobile app where you can actually listen to my podcast if you want. I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah, you can. Um, and then you can literally see the segments that I do and at all everything. And it's uh, you can just uh, it's just so easy. You can make your own podcast on that too if you get the Anchor Mobile app. So you can listen to it. You can make your own podcast. But there's a top if you type in after the buzzer sports talk. And it says voice message. You can literally send in a voice message. And if you want me to put it on the, you know, episode, I, I will. I'm pretty sure I can. I'm not 100% I can put it on the episode. But if you don't want me to put it on the episode, just say at the end, please don't put this on the episode. I'll just listen to it and won't. And then I'll say, oh, he just had a thought. And, you know, so that way, you know, it's not your voice if you don't want it on here. That's fine. But if I can, uh, I can't I can't guarantee because no one sent one in yet. Um, but I've, I've actually tried it, and it works. So just do that, because besides me, I've tried it, and it works. So, again, Anchor Mobile app. Um, so that's my take on the Celtics and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, yeah, so sorry for no episode the past two days. I hope we can get back on track this week. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next time.